Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Me and Anita are here, as usual, Anita Baldwin and Anna Geary. Today, we had a really great podcast episode uh, with a lady called Scarlett O'Connor, who I'd actually met um, in Member Clubhouse years ago. Well, no, at the start of this year, actually. It feels like years ago, but it actually was at the start of 2021. You know, the audio um, app that everyone was jumping on. Well, that's where I met Scarlett originally, and uh, we connected on Instagram, kept in touch. She has a really interesting story, so I thought she'd be a great person to come on and speak about how um getting through adversity but also how um she helps people that are already successful in loads of different areas in their life but they're struggling with one thing and getting through and over and through those crashing those crashing crushing those limiting beliefs and getting the best out of life you know when you have those niggling feelings that just describes everyone i don't know i've never met anyone who doesn't have something that is you know it blocking them or a limiting belief or like a, a, a negative thought about themselves i've never met anyone who doesn't have any yeah but what keeps you awake at night mm. do you know what bloody bed bugs i um no like honestly you would have seen me on a mission because if anything's if, if anyone's going to get bitten anywhere it's always me so when we went to Italy um I think I'd been there like five minutes <laughs> got bit um so they always get me and then like I, I've noticed like I kept getting these bites and I was like what and so I was like went on the biggest mission ever possible I was googling it all and what so that's what keeps me awake at night so, oh god did, I thought did. you meant you had bed bugs no I think we do I don't know yeah. maybe it's just well um uh, Hoover, you have to Hoover your bed. Your yeah, I've Hoovered my bed. Oh, I've got oh. this spray. I've got I've washed all the things, and I hate doing all stuff like that. But I've done yeah. it like on this mission um, to like get you know get rid of them. But I think hopefully, touch wood, that's it. But that's what was keeping me. Well, it won't even keep me awake at night. My Fitbit says I have really high um, what do you call it? Sleep, sleep so score, jealous. and I sleep it's like a lot. A superpower, so what I mean is like I'd wake up and I'd think. Oh, those bed bugs are gone. So that's what that's about. Not not hard life then, is it really? If that was <laughs> <laughs> playing on, on my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> nothing, nothing to say to that. Back to Scarlett. She, I'm sure you don't want to be contacting her about bed bugs or anything like that. But you do need to contact her if you are a bit stuck really she's worth reaching out to but anyway let's get into it and you can hear all about if it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe hi everybody i'm Scarlett connor and yeah i really help busy professionals to get their mindset in the right place so they can achieve success not just in business but in their personal life as well and their relationships and their health um, and do that through going through my scars to strength process, which involves some NLP and hypnotherapy tools that are in there and used um, to really help people, yeah, get in contact with their limiting beliefs, the wiring and programming that they've really got going on. So we can reprogram them for success in every area of their life. So yeah. you make that sound really simple, but actually it's massive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Limits yeah. and beliefs, you know, they're things that you sometimes you don't even know you've got them. They just kind of um, create a certain behavior um, and you don't even realize that that's what's stopping you or holding you back. So how do people recognize it and, and how do you start working with people? Yeah. So what, it's just as you said, like we're all walking around with limits and beliefs. Like we are all limited by our view of the world. Mm. So each of us are, are always limited really as well until you but we don't recognize it, like you mentioned. So in a lot of cases, we 
maybe think that we can't do something and like that word that key word can't do something like your, your brain is literally like a computer it's uh, and that works for me because I've been in IT for 15 years and one of my key skills I guess is explaining very technical problems or solutions to non-technical people and so I think I've kind of brought that across, I guess, trying to explain. We wish, wish you'd worked in some of the offices that I worked in. There. <laughs> More than to... have you tried switching it off and on again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the goal, though. You, you've got to start there. I've actually it's bloody work, doesn't it? Most yeah. of the time, that's all you need to yeah. do. Yeah. I used to get very stressed out with me, the IT, because I was, like, one of the earlier people to have, like, a laptop that I could have in the office and take home as well. And they were like, oh, why, can't you just, why don't you just have a computer in the office like everyone else? I'm like, because I don't remember. I just do my own things. I remember when all of that kind of came in as well and quite how challenge what a challenge it was how exciting yeah. but what a challenge it was at the same time so yeah i can imagine some of those it bods didn't want to didn't want to have to do no, like, not you <laughs> yeah. like, that's why i was on hold for so long <laughs> from home again let's not answer the phone to her. Uh, what have you got what animal have you got there there because i keep seeing oh, it's like, a cat is it oh it's my my sir it's because i've not been here all day so his name is Sir Lixalot because oh. he Lixalot. <laughs> Cat's eight, my boy's 17. So he must have been about nine when he mm. named him Sir Lixalot. Oh. <laughs> I thought Larry was a bad name for my dog. The kids chose that and I always find it faintly embarrassing. But yeah, imagine having to shout Sir Lixalot at the park. So there you go. No, you won't feel so bad, see? Yeah. That's what programming, again, is all about as well. Like seeing things from a different perspective. Everything that happens in life, every second of every day that we're taking in information and acting or reacting or whatever it is we're doing to it, that all comes from from that place, from the meaning we put to things, from how we see things. And actually, sometimes a new perspective can be a great way to be able to see something differently and therefore change your reality and maybe yeah. unlock some of those hidden beliefs without even recognising what they were in the first place. I love that. And I'm learning as I get older. And I wish I'd known it years ago. It's like a superpower, oh, isn't yeah. it? That Actually, you can choose how you react to something. You don't need to get angry or uptight or disappointed or upset you can absolutely choose how you react to let it go and I say this to Anna all the time don't I it's not going to get us where we want to be so I'm letting that go and I find I still yeah. find it really hard to do <laughs> that second if you can take that second as well to just yeah. and just allow yourself to have that thinking space yeah. of rather than the reaction it's it's yeah. so so no, just catch yourself and, and question yourself as well like why why yeah. am i thinking like that why do i care about this or what and then yeah like anita said just choose to not care because we on our <laughs> coaching calls we call out limiting beliefs all the time every time we get on a zoom call somebody's da -la 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 -la, and we go let me stop you there that's a limiting belief and then they go yeah i know it is <laughs> and then but you, you kind of ha you have to like name it to shame it and then you know start getting rid of it i guess yeah, you do. Asking those questions, isn't it? Getting, getting to the, like, what's actually going on back there? And then actually, is that a problem for you? Is that yeah. not just like something that's holding you back? Maybe that's causing you problems. So this could be a way of getting to like the root cause of, well, behaviour, isn't it? So it's mm -hmm. really, really powerful when we just run in autopilot a lot, don't we? Just speaking. So it's great when you're working with people that can go, wait there, throw that back at you. What does, what does that actually, what does that mean? Yeah. And then you get to actually think about what it is you're actually saying. And not yeah. So what, and what led you then to go from the, the IT world into doing this now then? Uh, so I still do a bit of IT as well. I freelance. I've done that for the last few years or so. What led me in was almost losing my life. So uh, I went through a couple of near-death experiences as an adult. Uh, went through lots of trauma and stuff as a kid, but kind of buried it away and put it down there somewhere and, and got on with life. 
And then in 2015, I was on a girls' holiday in Spain, a 30th, and uh, I was assaulted by a police officer on the last night there. Um, oh my God. He ended up smashing my face off a marble floor, breaking all the bones in my face, my nose, cheekbone, eyebrow. Uh, I woke up to having my tongue stitched up and I'd had four blood transfusions and almost died. Shared photos on Instagram, haven't I you? I have like... recently, Did yeah. Did they catch yeah. him? No, I'm, no, it's so corrupt. That, <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it went to, it, it all got raised. I went to the police, raised it, came back, got a solicitor, took it to court, but all evidence had gone and <sighs> not so. But I was told there and then by the translator after she took my report that, I would have to be someone of so much power in the world and not famous, like I mean powerful, to yeah. be able to do anything about what had happened. Like she that's was horrific. really honest with me mm. about that. At least she, but, to be fair, that's probably better for you to. That she said, that this you, is you're aware of, of that, what you're dealing with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is what you're dealing with, isn't it? It's, mm. it's, it's literally like the mafia. And so that really sent me on a journey to kind of start understanding human behavior. Why am I the way I am? Why do we get angry when we don't want to get angry? Why do we mm. get frustrated? Why do why is he like that? Why is my mum the way she is? I haven't spoken to my mum in many years. Um, and I now understand her, that she is a narcissist, which I didn't know for many years. Um, and so that sent me on that journey to start understanding those things. And then in 2017, I lost my dad and did what I've always done, which is put my brave face on and I'm okay and continue to boss life, I guess. And buried my dad, took my son traveling as planned. And eight weeks after my dad died, about a week after I got back from traveling, I was in the, on the driver's seat of my car and I passed out due to exhaustion and drove into a tree at 50 miles an hour. So I woke up from a coma with these and massive staples across my head. And after that happened, I really went on a journey, realized that I wasn't really happy, that I didn't really feel like I was living my purpose. Yeah. That uh, there was more to life than just working and earning money, and I needed to I, I needed to learn about myself and do things for me. I've been a mum since I was sixteen; everything has come before me, kind of thing. Um, and so I went on a self love journey. And during that journey, I started competing, got into bodybuilding, and at the same time, I looked for the answers on. Okay, I understand now. I've got all this pain in my body, I've experienced all this trauma, I've got all this in here, but now what do I do to get rid of it or change it? I've got beliefs back there, which I know are damaging me, but I don't know how to get to them and I don't know how to change them. And so I went looking for the answers and that was when I went down the kind of neuroscience and NLP and hypnotherapy route. I became a master and so that was what led me on to, and it was realizing and learning all this stuff that I realized like, like you said just um, earlier, Anita, we, we don't get taught any of this. No. Like at any point you go through school, college, university, which is the system, isn't it? And you come mm. out where it's 16, 18, 21, not having a clue how you're programmed. Worse like, than that, we get we get brought up with sayings like a leopard can't change its spots and things like yeah. that. So you just think, well, I am. This is my life. This is my lot yeah. in life. This is who I am. And I've just got to make the best of it. You know, like you made your bed now lie in it kind of thing. And um, so it's, it's even worse than not being told you can be who you want to be. We're actively, I think, told that you are who you are and, and crack on with it. Yeah, completely. And kind of um, like even as going back years ago, it used to be like be seen and not heard, didn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Don't, don't have a voice, don't be heard. Get up and get on with it. Do what you're told. 
don't say no, don't answer back, don't do whatever, don't be you, don't learn to be yeah. you. Well, it started with the religion, didn't it? Um, you know, don't get me started on religion, but you know, like the meek <laughs> shall inherit the earth, which basically says, shut up and crack on with it. And it kind of yeah. all stems, our, our culture stems from that, really, I think. I bet you're like this with your son. Like, I'm always telling my daughter how lucky she is to have me for a parent because all the things that she gets to learn that, like, the average person doesn't even get, like, close to hearing. The, the books I make her read, the things that are just are around her. I'm sure there's, like... I'm sure in like however many years there'll probably be some other thing of like she'll probably be like the coach of helping people get like on in life after they've had such a personal developed mum <laughs> in the rear of the life over the, on the, the complete opposite way um, but yeah it is you know you've got tools there and you've got them for mm. life then and yeah, well, I think you often people either stumble on it or they have some kind mm. of life-changing event like you it. did yeah. yeah so I think if you never have that you might just live a whole life of vague dissatisfaction but never do so many people do yeah and I think yeah. more so the generation above uh, like ahead of us because oh, it was God, like yeah. a lot harder oh, for yeah. them wasn't it and uh, I know a lot of uh, like my friends that have divorced and things now their parents had said to them look that's your lot just crack on what you know what's wrong with you like yeah I didn't like your dad but I'm still with him kind of a thing you know when we look around most people are doing it with their best intentions what, yeah. whatever choices yes. like they're making even though we might not understand them sometimes especially when we're on the like, receiving end of it but most people are doing the best with what they know aren't they and it's yeah. what they know is just in some cases it would be helpful if they potentially knew some other stuff it would be great yeah. if this was taught in schools yeah. <laughs> yeah it's more available because you've got online but then equally there's more distractions for people as well to get distracted down other holes that perhaps there wasn't before i mean yeah, it is more available yeah. now isn't it it's more available because Definitely. you've got online but then equally Definitely. there's more as well to get distracted down other holes that perhaps there wasn't before my husband and i were talking the other day about um when we were kids and how bored you used to be on a sunday because there was no telly was there and uh, and if your <laughs> friends yeah, weren't around to play with your mum would be doing the housework and your dad would do whatever and i just used to think god oh, i've got like eight hours till the charts come on at six <laughs> o'clock and i can play and record and i always say to my kids like um you know about that Sunday night thing and saying, "What well, we just had our songs of praise on or antique road yeah, Little house on the prairie. Why you just watch that board waiting it's, to go to bed to then get up yeah. to go to school, which didn't like the but next my day. My kids never ever say to me now I'm bored because they're not. I just entertain myself the whole time. If I was bored, I'd just start singing and, and annoying everyone else around me. So I don't. I don't think I ever like lived in a place of boredom because I had lots of things going on in my head and imagine imagination things. I want that great because you had no phone. People didn't know. You just had a time to be in. She had a bike. <laughs> just have a mate. A bike and then it's either light or dark. Dark, you've got to go <laughs> yeah. home. Light, can stay out. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That's yeah. simple. But, you know, without that boredom, what impetus is there to go and seek some kind of self-improvement or do something different or without crashing into a tree at 50 miles an hour? Or something <laughs> like that? So how long did it take yeah, you to kind of go on this journey? And, and are you at the end of it, do you think, or still on it? So after I lost my dad, I went, uh, I went down before I came back up. I... Mm. Uh, I spent a couple of months not being able to obviously do much other than sleep, had a severe head injury. And then as soon as I could get back to work, I went back to work. Um, I worked from home, I worked from home for many years, so it's not like I had to be in an office. My manager knew what happened, but nobody else did. So mm. I just didn't tell anybody and didn't really go in for a couple of months. And then soon enough, I was back in to kind of grind back in the office wow. and stuff. And um, But as the year went on, I, it got tougher and doing what I've always done, which is say I'm okay, is what I did, but yeah. pretty much like finish work, walk into the house and just go, 
just let it all out and I felt like I was just wearing a mask for a little bit and as the mm. year went on it got tougher I always find diff- Christmas quite difficult because my mum kicked me out when I was 12 so I haven't got a relationship there mm. and my dad was a alcoholic and uh, mentally ill so I've always felt like Christmas is just quite difficult it's one day of the year where families come together isn't it yeah. so I tell myself like it's okay it's okay it's okay Christmas comes Christmas day I always find tough and mm. yeah, that Christmas day I found tough as usual and uh I think it was maybe that day or day after around that time kind of went, okay, enough is enough. This can't be it. I can't end it here. And this can't be like, you You need to, you need to do something. You need to come back. You need to, you can do this kind of, you've overcome enough yeah. before. Um, and so that year I got back into training in January, found a new gym, started training again. And then in the May, I entered a bodybuilding competition, not realizing what I was entering. Um, I seen something that said fit mum and I thought, you know what, it spent took me ten years ish probably of going to the gym to get rid of my baby belly. Now I know it could probably be that way less time, but that's honestly it took me a long time. Mm. And so I thought, oh, I enter this thing and then next minute I found out it was a bodybuilding competition that I'd entered and <laughs> I'd entered it, so I didn't want to not go through with it. So I went through with it and enjoyed it far more than I ever thought I would. The I, I think like looking at that world, I always felt like it was a world, another world. And mm-hmm. you see everybody and they're all glammed up and I expected it to be quite catty and a bit yeah. full of ego. And it was just the absolute opposite. It, it was the absolute opposite. Pretty much most people who are in on that journey are on it, like a bit of a self-love journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a story. Some of the stories- Everyone's too hungry to be catty, surely. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that as well. <laughs> oh, about the end of it. No, don't you have to eat loads as a bodybuilder? Not when you're stripping the fat. Yeah, you meet women who are like, I don't know, 40, 50 years old, have maybe maybe not had the nicest marriage like we were talking about earlier, been in, been in not the best relationships and come out and that, and then they've gone on a journey. And they've mm. maybe, some of them have, I don't know, maybe been size 20, and then next minute they're on stage as wow. size 10 for the first time in their life, like standing there mm. just full of pride and self-love and it's just the most beautiful you need two so you have a base hand over four and then another tan and then you get top yeah. coat glaze yeah. so there's a lady <laughs> that i know there was a lady that i know and that was that her job was to do tanning for the um you know all of the bodybuilders and yeah I remember oh wow she she's got quite yeah. a job by me yeah. and She'd be there on the day, yeah, because you have them there on the day, don't they? Actually, do actually and you've got to be completely naked, so it's quite. Mm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> fair play to the ladies that do that all day. <laughs> so, yeah. how did you do in the competition anyway? Yeah, so I did really well. Did really well in my first competition, and then uh, a good friend of mine, been friends of mine for years. He's a coach, and he said to me, "Right, you've got to do it again, and I want to do it with you. I want to help you." So. Um, I started looking for competitions and I found a competition in Wales that if you won with them, they would pay to take you to America and compete um, and compete at their Atlas show. So I set myself a goal that year and told my coach, nobody else, but said to him, "Okay, I want to go from a coma to Miss Atlas. And he, well, I mean, found it funny, really, as I did, but I still set it as my goal. Mm. Um, And I tried, I entered that year and missed out by one place. And then the year later... I got taken out in November 2019 and I won Miss Atlas. Oh, wow. wow. Brilliant. And that has a lot to do with neuroscience and stuff I learned along that journey as well, like of being able to deal with some of my own stuff and limiting mm-hmm. beliefs and everything else that came into it. Um, and so, yeah, actually, at the moment, I'm back on prep because I won out there. They are paying to take me back out. 
And so we were supposed to go in November 2020, but obviously mm. COVID uh, didn't allow us to do any of that. Uh, but the US announced this week that they are allowing us yeah. back in. Yeah, oh. open. Me and my daughter were already talking yeah, about going yeah. to New York as well. I didn't realise it shut and not let us in. And yeah. then uh, them getting months. Yeah. 18 months they've been shut. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. What That's does that mean then? What do you, how much do you train? What do you eat? I don't what know anything about it. It changes, maybe changes every week, every month, depending on what my progress is like. But I'm doing cardio every day. Um, so I need to get, I don't know, at the moment about 12,000 steps. I'm sure that'll go up, plus about 20 minutes on the stepper. And then I train every day, seven days. But five days are hard, uh, split by kind of muscle groups or upper and lower. Uh, so I'm in the gym about an hour and a half for each of those sessions. So do you have a gym at home or you go to a gym? No, I go to a gym. I did get a few bits during lockdown because needed some stuff at home so I could yeah. still continue training. But I like to go to the gym. You like the process of going there and being around other people, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I just think when you go to a gym, it's like you're only there for that reason, aren't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. like, there's no well, trash. no, I go for the coffee and the chat whenever no. I go to the gym. <laughs> I, I know, the, I know the point is not to do that, yeah. I feel like there's no, yeah, no distraction at the gym. It's like, whereas in the house, you've got, we've well, just got everything in the house, haven't you? So yeah. it's just completely. Got biscuits. <laughs> exactly. The kitchen's there. Yeah. It's, you go to the gym and you're just, you can be focused. So, yeah. You I can't enjoy. eat a biscuit on the machine. It's unacceptable. <laughs> at home, you just can't completely do that. <laughs> so what do you eat uh, and what go. can't you eat? My coach gives me my plan. I, he tells me what to eat. So about the last six weeks, I've been on the same plan. So every single day eating the same thing. I uh, start with porridge and a bit of protein. I like porridge. Um, got chicken with thin bagel at lunch or tuna. Uh, and then on evening, I have some home-cooked chips, like, I don't know, probably a handful or so, with minced meat and veg. Oh. And then before I go to bed, uh, I have protein shake and a chocolate bar as my treat. So that's not actually that bad, no, is it? Not that's bad. not you know. No, it's good. It's a good plan. My my coach yeah. is pretty. It always asks me, what is, what's the one thing you don't want to go without? And I always say chocolate. Yeah. So I'm like, keep that in as long as we can. It won't be the end. Yeah. It'll probably come out, I don't know, probably a month from the end, I would imagine. Uh, I'm hoping. So when you're doing that, this bit, are you, are you putting on weight or are you losing weight at this point? I'm just losing weight. Been on it about six weeks, lost about three and a half kilos. Yeah. So got about six more to go-ish. Mm. But you're building muscle as well. Mm, trying to hold on to it. Okay. More so. so it's I've spent the last isn't it? 18 months to almost two years building muscle since the show. And now it's time to take off the fat and see see what muscles are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what I've built. <laughs> so is your son into this as well or you just... No, not at all. Isn't he? No. You tried to get him into it. No, not into the, the bodybuilding scenes and such. Like into the gym and things. He's done yeah, it a few yeah. times with me. But he says he do things with his friends and stuff. He's at that age oh, now. Yeah. He doesn't want to be go to the gym with his mum. <laughs> no. no. Come on, mum. Let's go and have a spray tan. He decided to go to college in, um, in the city. So he's oh. moved in with his dad uh, kind of as of the last few weeks, really, for his second year in college. Uh, first year was obviously a bit different because they didn't really go, did they, with COVID? So, no. Um, spent most of it here but yeah as of now it all starts changing a little bit back to kind of your day job who do you generally work with uh so i tend to ma mainly work with business owners um coaches consultants execs business isn't a isn't a concern for them like business is is fine they've got the business stuff sus they've got the finances stuff sus it's the other stuff that they haven't got sus maybe go around yeah. in the same vicious cycle with relationships or mm -hmm. same vicious cycle with their health and, and so they know that it's them 
most of the clients I work with have maybe been to a therapist before, worked with other coaches or consultants, have done other stuff, but they still haven't managed to get to what's really going on and yeah. make transformational changes, like really transform themselves to the inside. Yeah. So. It does interest me people like that, you know, you know, when they're like, they're obviously really intelligent people because they've managed to get to yeah, a position yeah. in their career or their business or someone that I'm thinking of straight away now that yeah his business has gone from strength to strength but he just cannot sort his like health out like you just like yeah. you need like what's the point in having that brilliant um business and making all that money and doing so well if you're going to have a heart attack age 50 because yeah. you, oh, you know is, yeah. you're just getting more and more unhealthy as the days go by so yeah and it's yeah. like no they know this as well they know this obviously they and that's stupid yeah, but yeah. It's how do you work out why that is and get to the bottom of it and then get the, like you say, it's the transformation, isn't it? It's not, I think I heard somewhere, like if it was that easy that you just, oh, you move more and you eat less, everybody would be doing it, wouldn't they? It's not, you can't just, you've got to get it further inside than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the associations that you have to things, the patterns and strategies that you're running. And like most of our programming is there from the age before seven. So yeah, we might've changed some stuff and adapted some stuff after that. But generally, most of our programming is from that younger age. And we've made associations maybe as teenagers or whatever it is to fill those holes of us that maybe weren't nurtured or loved or didn't give get given that what it needed between 0 and 7. Then we can end up forming quite unhealthy addictions to things, whether that's food, drink, drugs, gambling, alcohol, whatever the thing is that somebody maybe does that in some cases wish that they didn't do. And like we know, like, lots of successful people are have addictions lots of successful yeah. people and it's like you said like you look and think well surely if you can be that successful then you can not do that or not have that yeah but people are driven by for success for all sorts of different reasons a lot of that time that has to do with the programming as well what maybe because about wanting to prove something yeah or, yeah the status or validation or yeah or, so it's whatever that it could be that's yeah. that's driving that to have more to be more to but so it's all it's all to do with programming isn't it so getting mm -hmm. back to that like what's really going on back there what happens when you have this thought what what's the what's the pattern and strategies that are running and why are they running let's break them down and yeah get back to get back to understanding them so, so how I do you do I'll, that just by talking and asking like the right questions yeah i mean a lot of it is talking and then once we've identified things um, use a combination of tools with NLP tools and hypnotherapy tools to then change that, mm. to rewire that, reprogram that. Our mind works in either images or the voice you hear in your head. That's it. But it can sometimes we can struggle to actually see the image that's going on. But everything that we everything that's in our mind is with images. That's why if you start feeling fearful of something, you're imagining the things that could go wrong and it's those yeah. that give you the, the fear response to put you into that and because the meaning that you put to that picture you're seeing is something that you believe to be scary and yeah. so yeah it's all about understanding those pictures changing those pictures changing whatever yeah. it is that's and often that's people don't have anyone to speak to do they or somebody that's going to question why do you why do you think those things? Why do you? And then that's why, like mentors and coaches, are so so important. Just the the question that they might ask you that you've never, no one's ever asked you before. Before, and especially if they're powerful business people as well. Well, not necessarily powerful, but you know, like in their, they might have cultivated their world with a lot of yes people. Um, that you know, whatever they say, people just go yeah, yeah, because obviously they are at that level, and people just say yes um, to, to them. And it's not a great place to be when you just get people around you saying yes. Because then you're yeah, not, you know, get, getting challenged. Um, 
we don't get taught how to listen in mm. school. No. So most people are walking around, and that sounds crazy, but don't know how to listen. Mm. So when someone's talking, most people aren't, like you said, they're just going to say, yeah, anyway. Yeah. They're, not, they're not really looking to listen to respond with an answer that's been intently listened to, and they're going to yeah. even if maybe they think, even if they have listened in that case, they maybe won't because their own beliefs around what can be said or not said. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, exactly. Um, they might think it's not my place. They might think it, but think it's not my place to be saying that to that particular person because or of have the, their own agenda. We've all got our own agenda, haven't we? Whether we acknowledge own. it or not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. But the fact that we don't get taught to, yeah, listen, just goes so far hmm. away as well, doesn't it? Because actually, yeah. when you when you're at hands of somebody who can ask the right questions, who does listen, who is actually listening to what's going on, that that has a profound effect when when you're working with somebody that can do that because. Like you said, we don't have that in everyday life. That's not yeah. something. That I've always loved those people that have been in my life that have just called out the bullshit. I've always really, really appreciated <laughs> it and loved it. Because when you're quite like, you know, like forthright and you know your stuff and blah, and for just someone to go, just turn around and, like, and actually that's bullshit, isn't it? Because that and you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> you do it Anita. you you do it and then i've got like a few friends that do it as well and then different people but overall i would say most people just agree with whatever crazy hairbrain thing that you say or whatever <laughs> at the time just because it's easier to just go mm. yeah yeah you're right yeah, maybe they're like yeah. not thinking that maybe they're thinking that's just crazy as what well, you do this can be a problem as well but, can it mm. when people in power especially mm. are making decisions that mm. maybe aren't the best for people and they've got people around them kind of going oh yeah 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 and they're yeah. right and believing in them and almost being there like fans and cheerleaders mm. and i mean we even see that on we talked about clubhouse we see that on there sometimes yeah. oh, it's God, everywhere yeah. isn't it especially powerful people mm. like yeah. you said too lots of people wanting to stand around and uh, and, and can almost be um, uh, see that as a really like great thing mm. when actually maybe it's not such always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great to have people around you who are just will keep you grounded and just we'll not agree just with you. Just question you. Just yeah. be like, oh, why do you think that thing? Maybe even they don't disagree with it, but they just want to make like, uh, like they care. That's probably why, because they care. And like you say, they're going to listen and then whatever. So it's a good and thing that's to. Where, um, like journaling can be really helpful as well, like for yourself. So not having somebody, but writing down your own thoughts and feelings, mm. like what's gone on today, what went well, what didn't go so well. Well, if it didn't go so well, how would you like it to go next time during that situation again? Mm. And that just allows your brain as well not to have just accepted and kind of programmed in what happened today, but you're taking the memory of today, viewing it from a new perspective, viewing it differently, and almost preempting what you're programming should be for the next yeah. time i remember i had um somebody that i'd worked for years ago said always challenge yourself what could you do better in that situation when i was younger didn't understand that i was like look if people are idiots what's that got to do with me like how can i change <laughs> to make them better that's literally what i thought but then obviously over time i've, I've got that like you can only look at what yourself and what what yeah. you could have done better or differently or handled it or whatnot but at the time i remember just being so dismissive like whatever like <laughs> they're an idiot that's nothing to do with me i'm just stuck in this situation working with them or whatever it whatever it was at the time but yeah but even that's revolutionary isn't it like almost challenging your brain to go right let's think about that situation how could i handle it differently what could i do differently next time and how might i handle something similar and so not just letting your brain go that was that i'll probably be and i'll do the same behavior whenever this happens to me i'll do the same behavior yeah. but yeah just trying to kind of almost have a little debrief with yourself to think oh how could i have handled this differently ground yourself 
yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. so powerful, really, really, really powerful. And it's like, I, I don't know, something can happen and you can walk away almost blaming the other person and just mm. accepting. Even if we don't even if you don't go into a place of anger or resentment or anything, you can still carry on your day and like you said, still have the same behaviour next time because mm. you're not viewing it yourself. And the like, most powerful thing we can do as individuals is take responsibility. Yeah, even yeah. in a situation where we have no control over that, just taking control of what we do have is is key. It's so fundamental. Because you can't change other people. You can only change your reaction to them. And yeah. that's what you have to work on. You that's get that choice every time. Yeah, yeah, we do. And that that's, I guess, like the work I do really is, is, is that self-aware, really becoming aware of yourself, like mm. you. Not how, how do you do something? How does that work? How do you learn to do this? Or uh, how do you grow your business? How do you do it? Like, no, is this is about understanding you. Like, yeah, self-aware. I think self-awareness yeah. is, yeah. It's what different. I try and do with the kids when they're like, oh, he said this to me. And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, why would that even bother you? Just laugh at it and mm. ignore it. And so they get frustrated with me because they come, you know, our children come to try and like, um, drop the other one in it so that they'll yeah. get a bollock and I'm just like well, look into how you reacted to that then so they're like well, that's not kids? what I wanted how old are your children 14 and 12 should know better but yeah <laughs> mine, are, mine are 8 and 14 and I was going no, nobody likes your grass that's what I said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my hand and you're like what do you do first so, yeah, yeah you obviously did something yeah it doesn't stem from nowhere does it my mum's so funny she she swears we were so good as kids and me and my brothers just laugh because we're like you can see the scars on us all for the fact that we weren't good like we used to throw each other down the stairs my brother's got um a scar on the bottom of his chin from where i am um, like slipped over because he's running away from me and bashed it on a mug there's like loads of the loads of things but she's like no you weren't that bad I'm like, okay yeah she definitely can't remember properly but we always have two questions that we ask on this um podcast show and the first one is we're the get savvy club so what makes you savvy <sighs> what a question i don't mm. know if i call myself savvy uh <laughs> what makes me savvy that i bodybuild really yeah like, i've got my stuff in a bikini tundra <laughs> when you won that as well yeah, yeah so. i missed that list 2019 two years you've had that two years yeah yeah training champion that. over two years <laughs> yeah the second question that we ask is for you to recommend a book that's helped you along your way um either personal development or in business marketing personal development really for me um is would i ever be good enough which is a Ooh. book around narcissistic mothers oh god um, that's probably my how, do, how did you find out how did you realize she was a narcissist because i had somebody in my life that was in a, a narcissist right and i had heard the word narcissist and never really thought about it just kind of thought oh it's one of those words where people have got ego and stuff and then i remember i actually like googled about it and then i saw the list and i was like oh my god that person is actually a narcissist and then I could like make my escape and such like so how did you because that must have been a tough one to work out with your mom because obviously that's all you've ever known that that's your mom so was it a similar thing was it or was it this book itself or what was it called again would I ever be good enough I always felt like a child I wasn't loved I went through a lot as a kid and my mum just dragged dragged me around and went through terrible things and she just told lies and whatever and uh was just a different woman to the outside eye and then kicked me out at 12. there was just no love there was nothing and there was abuse and manipulation and, and terrible lies and completely disconnected me from the family and, and kind of got rid of me disowned me and through all That's of horrific my life, start in life i have felt very unloved and 
I had a horrible word for my mum for many years until I went on this journey and learned what a narcissist was. And it's obvious that my mum has MPD. Like, mm. it's so obvious. Narcissist is thrown around way too much. That yeah, word's thrown it is. around way too much. It's disgusting how much it's thrown around. Like, it's it's great that we have the awareness and understanding, but too many people I think who've learned about it as well are on these social media sites shouting and raving about mm. narcissism. And it's, I mean, uh, every single one of us has narcissistic behaviors. Yeah. So we all demonstrate them. We demonstrate them more the less we understand about them as well. So it's really good for us to start understanding these things and from more of a compassionate and understanding side than from a negative kind of, if if you're near a narcissist kind of get away, which you, mm. you definitely should do if you're dealing with somebody with MPD, but not everybody when we see a behavior has got that. Some people, and it's important again, like we said earlier, to remember what's in us is the only thing we have control over. Yeah. So actually when we're learning about these things, learning for us to understand and make ourselves better people. Um, whereas I think a lot of the time it's seen as a very, yeah, it's thrown around, isn't it? We project our own selves onto other people. So if you are with a narcissist, you think, well, they won't do that because that's really upsetting. But it doesn't, they don't have like any empathy. So it doesn't upset no. them. Whereas if you treated someone like that, you mm. know you feel bad about it. So you assume that they would feel bad mm. and wouldn't do it. So you give them your same Great. qualities that you have, which almost hurts you more. If you could just accept that, don't see it like that and move on. But it's hard when it's a family member, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And and the problem is, is that we, again, our patterns and strategies and, and what we know is how we can then end up in relationships like it. Mm. Because if we've experienced this as a child, no matter how much logic there is and how much we don't want this or wouldn't accept this or whatever, we end up in a trauma bond. We mm, can yeah. end up bonded to people because of the bits of us that haven't been met mm. by childhood, by the other people. And so and it's like the amount of times that um, somebody has an alcoholic uh, mother or father and then they end up being yeah. with their life partner is ha has some kind of addiction as well, because actually they help their parents all the way through their life or, or they cope with that. And then somehow, even though they made the decision, they would never go near anyone that's got any ad addictions at all they end up then falling back into that same pattern don't they we are so complex as human mm. beings and i think that you've done an amazing job kind of recognizing that in yourself and working on yourself and then helping other people to do the same oh thank you anita i think it's a, yeah. it's a continuous journey isn't it yeah it's, a, it's yeah. an absolute continuous journey i felt a thousand miles ahead of wherever i was before a few mm. years yeah. back but i know that i'm still only 34 and that God knows what else life will throw and whatever things you'll be like. You'll be like Oprah when you're like 55. It's such a worthwhile journey as well, isn't it? You know, I'd say everyone to just kind of learn about themselves and learn about all this stuff and learn yeah. about controlling your own perception and all of that. It's just so worthwhile. Yeah, learn how to get the most out of you. We're in the best generation right now. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> and we'll, like, you'll have to, we'll have to keep in touch and know about when that um, bodybuilding um, event is in Leicester. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It'd be lovely to see you in person. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. What an interesting woman. Do you know what? I love stories where um, people have like massively just changed their life. And, um, oh my God, the stuff that's happened to her makes me think, God, I've had no hardship ever. What do I whinge about? It's yeah. funny when that happens, don't it? You know what you mean? Because uh, you might just uh, be complaining, maybe, about a bad <laughs> 
or thinking that you have fed frogs or like some trivial thing in your life or oh god why is that for me whatever and then very quick yeah i think it's like something in the universe does this to me because if ever i have a little bit of a oh like an ungrateful like second or something guaranteed um something will be like thrown in front of me to show me how lucky i am to have my life like it could even just be an advert comes on tv with like um you know kids in a different country that are struggling and they want you to pay like four pound a month or whatever or it could just be something on facebook where someone's been through something harrowing but always and it's like it's like this check or a post i see on linkedin i think oh god check yourself stop get a bit more grateful yeah definitely she's uh, definitely overcome a load of adversity and it'd be great to go and meet her the best one i ever heard is um on um this morning or whatever you call it they have a phone in about am i being unreasonable and one woman rang in and she had a load of kids and had met a man and and then he had kids and, they'd got, and she was pregnant again but he didn't want to have another baby so he'd left her and she didn't know what to do and he wanted her to like get rid of the baby and so they talked to her and then the next person came in and she'd obviously listened to that and her am i being unreasonable was that she didn't like doing the cleaning so she'd employed a cleaner who came weekly behind her husband's back and he was actually off sick with work and upstairs and the cleaner was on her way and she didn't know what to do <laughs> she could tell she was like i know this isn't really a problem compared to the last woman but it's worrying me anyway back to scarlet so um <laughs> what i really liked is when she talked about don't be like your parents because you know we kind of are without even realizing so have a think about that and also you know we talked about how um if you could choose how you react to things and choose your perception, that is like a superpower. So that is what I will continue to work on for myself. It's not easy because you, your reactions are instant, aren't they? And then to think about how you want to react is not, and it, it takes a bit of time. Um, but yeah, that is what I'm intending to do. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Let us know, uh, give us a review. We like a bit of love. So um, yeah, if you don't know how to d- give a review, then um, go and ask someone. <laughs> or ask us and we'll help you go through giving a review um yeah you can give a review you can share it um if you want to win a copy of the book as well tag this episode and share it share it onto um any of the social media platforms make sure we're tagged in it otherwise we won't know that you've actually done it um mm. and we will have an awesome rest of the day whatever time it is for you yeah. see you all soon bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it join our facebook group just search get savvy club 